What's going on? What's going on? We are finally, we are finally here. You know, we are, we are, we're gonna, we're gonna make, we're gonna do that over. I think it's only right that we do that over again because I want y'all to get the the full grasp of of this smart ass podcast. So let's let's go ahead and start that that uh, intro song over again. We here. Smart Ass Podcast. Today is Thursday, June the 25th, 2020. We are so glad to be here. Thank you for listening. If you're listening live right now, we thank you for being here right now. My name is Quite Frank. I want to welcome you to Smart Ass Podcast. This has been two years in the making. We are finally here to deliver. I'm your host, like again, I said, Quite Frank. And I got my boy, hello, all the way from New York. This is Mr. K-Little, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So, y'all, we have seven years, honestly, worth of conversations and arguments and misunderstandings, different viewpoints. Uh, quite frank, and I go way back. And at the end of the day, honestly, I'm always right. And I'm always right, too. But through it all, though we may be different, and we realize we're both smart asses, completely and truly, this is why we present to you Smart Ass Smart Ass Podcast. And what's unique about this podcast is that it's a live component. As you know, Blog Talk Radio allows you to, our listeners to connect and engage with us in real time. So whether you want to use our chat function or you want to call in maybe on some some episodes, don't worry. We got it set for you for you to do, be able to do that. Tune in live. Smart Ass episodes will update on iTunes and Spotify the next following day. Your host, and you also listen to this on live on our host platform, which is Blog Talk Radio slash Smart Ass Podcast. 
And y'all, Smart Ass Podcast is in effect every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. So make sure you tune in and check out these smart asses, Quite Frank and K. Little. Welcome, y'all. That's right. We in there. So we got that. We got the introduction out the way. Let's go ahead and get these Finally. horns. Finally. <laughs> Let's get in here. We welcome you, K. Little. How are you doing today, man? How are you? I'm feeling good, y'all. You know, even though we're dealing with the pandemic all around the world, virus and racial related, um, I'm feeling good because, you know, I got to work out in today. Uh, this is the first day of the podcast. Um, I'm ready I'm ready to run my mouth. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be with my co-host, quite frank. Like this is today is a good day. Thursday, 25th of June is a very, very darn good day. I'm telling you. The show is. The show is. I feel the same way. Um, so, guys, you guys don't know that me and Chris, like you said, go way back. Uh, I held here in, De- in Canton, Michigan, let me be real about you, but I'm from Detroit, the D. Uh, so, I reside <laughs> from here. <laughs> My boy Chris, he thinks he's a native of New York, but I, I don't know. He's, he's He resides. My boy, my boy, <laughs> my boy, K. Little, resides all the way in, the, in New York, but he resides. Uh, tell me where you reside from, from K. Little. Um, I was born and raised in Bronx, New York, um, in Harlem as well, if anybody want to know. My southern accent <laughs> comes from Harlem, NYC, baby. Harlem, Ella, you know Harlem Arkansas. Harlem, Arkansas. Harlem, New York City. Remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, we were ready to present to you guys. So, Chris, K-Little, I think it's time for us to do – you ready to do these segments? Yeah, let's jump into it. Let's go. Let's talk. All right. I think it's finally it's finally time to get into these segments. I think we should give them a little final countdown because it's only right. <laughs> so we give y'all a lot, a lot of theatrics today. A lot of theatrics today. This is gonna be the Mike day Frank, you're gonna get a, a lot Mike of Frank got everything downloaded online and he's gonna play it all. That's important. It's time for our segment portion of this podcast. And I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna start this off with our uh, astronaut part of, of the segment. So, give y'all a brief a pre, a pre thing to, to with the astronaut. So, astronaut <clears throat> segments are things, hot topics that's going on in today's uh, world, culture, uh, things like that, that we feel are just plain astronaut. It's just, it should be common sense, but it's not. Um, and so, one of the things that we want to start off with is talking about the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Um, there's something going on that you cannot escape uh, that is, is going on in our world. So we want to talk about this, this movement. We want to talk about the things that's going on, uh, the unfortunate deaths that are happening uh, to, to these young and grateful people that are, are, are involved into this, into, this, into this movement and kind of where it's going. So let's go ahead and let's get it started off. So I want to talk about, first of all, we know about the killings. We want to say rest in peace to George Floyd. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace to uh, Mahad Aubrey. Rest in peace to Rashard Brooks. And rest in peace to Elijah McClain. Uh, the tragic losses that we've lost within this, this this year. Not to mention the others before this. Trayvon Martin. Uh, you, name, you, name, you name the list of them. There's too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the tragic losses, we want to say rest in peace. Rest in peace to them. Uh, prayers to their families going through this, have, have been through this, have to relive it all over again. It's just a... Uh, a sad moment in today's in today's climate right now. It really is. Um, so let's talk about it. Um, so how how you feeling about it, K Little? Like what's going on through your mind as we, you know, been seeing all this? 
You know, I think it's interesting because when it comes to the BLM movement, um, you know, it's, it's nothing incredibly new, right? Violence sure. against black people and um, injustices, police brutality is, has been a thing for a minute. I mean, um, like you said, Trayvon Martin, um, um, Sandra Bland, uh, which was a heartbreaking one too, uh, men and women, black men and women. Um, of all walks, and it's really disappointing. Um, Mr. Floyd, unfortunately, died at the hands of a police officer, uh, multiple police officers at that, and it basically sparked the movement. The movement was already here, first and foremost. It just sparked, uh, it basically was alarm clock. It woke up the uh, the blind folks, the white folks that wanted to get Mm -hmm. up, the non-black individuals that didn't believe the cries of the black community, and now they're awake to uh, be mindful of it. And it came literally in the middle of a pandemic when so many things are happening. But, um, um, I, you know, it's interesting, too, quite frank, because it's beautiful in a way that we can all come together, some of us come together, right, um, that actually are for the cause, down for it, and supporting each other as a culture, and then um, those that don't identify as Black supporting us, too. Um, yeah. You know, it's, such a, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it really sucks. It's really disappointing. It's messed up that... Um, people have to die and we have to see that online and videotape that just for that to be a thing to help us like realize what's happening in the world. You know, it's unfortunate. Right. right. Yeah. What's going on. And I, I kind of think even these deaths, man, it's like, how much, when is enough enough? I mean, you think from what back in 2000 and really the 2000, 2000 and let's say 15 or even closer than that, 2013, you know, we yeah, have the deaths. Yeah. Yeah, seeing this and it's 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 not new, but it's it's getting old at the same time, man. I know a lot of these the movements that's having, especially with the rallies that's been happening recently, that you know enough is enough, and people are getting to the point where they can't, they're not gonna take it anymore. And you gotta mm-hmm. remember during this pandemic, who we were still getting killed when we were told to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crazy within itself. That you know we were still getting our lives were still getting taken. Yeah, and think about the time before technology was as advanced yeah. as it is now. Um, how many times people in our community have witnessed uh, police brutality or deaths at the hands of um, um, non-blacks, white individuals because of our skin color, right? That has not been documented. That's not um, receiving any type of justice or not really publicized. I think of Elijah McClain, who died back in, um, if I'm not mistaken, August of 2019. And that, I don't think they got a lot of traction up until recently. Um, I know it's been weighing heavily on me this week. Um, can you tell that story? I, I think most people know, yeah, including myself, uh, kind of the, what's going on with that. Yeah, so um, back in 20, uh, August 2019, uh, and I encourage you all to look this up, um, Elijah um, is a uh, a black man who is walking home. He's wearing a mask and he has his earphones um, on because he's listening to music. Um, it appears he could have been mentally um, um, uh, challenged in some ways, um, uh, some type of um, mental, um, huh? Yeah, mental and like mental illness or something. Yeah. Um, Something to that, oh, you know, some type of uh, some type of challenges in that way potentially, um, or or potential a learning. It could be a lot of different things. I I don't want to speculate, so I don't want to even say. I don't want to be disrespectful and rude in that way. Not that it is yeah. disrespectful to um, be different in that way, um, but right. to, to assume that. But anywho, he's walking with a mask on. <clears throat> he's anemic, so he's 
cold, so it's in August, and he mm-hmm. has his headphones in. Someone calls in and states that there's a man slelling his arms uh, with the mask on, and he's and the man on the phone states, and I quote, he could be a good dude, could be a bad dude. I don't know. It seems suspicious. Mm-hmm. Cops decide to go check it out. And All right, Karen. They, Right. Um, they grab on to Elijah. Elijah's telling them, please get off of me. I'm just walking home. I'm walking home. And they literally wrestle him to the ground. Now, Elijah is a very, very small guy, very tiny guy, um, maybe 150 pounds. Um, and about three or four officers wrestling him to the ground um, and the entire time, which makes it so heartbreaking. He's saying, please stop. He's saying, I can't breathe. He's, he's mm-hmm. throwing up because he's struggling. He's saying, I'm very sorry. He's saying, I'm an introvert. I'm different. He's literally saying, I'm an introvert. I'm different. Um, I I don't have a gun. I don't do those things. I'm a vegetarian. I don't judge people. I don't eat meat. I don't judge people that eat meat. I'm trying to be my best person. I'm trying to be my best self. He's exclaiming these things while these men are wrestling him for approximately 15 minutes. Now, an ambulance come, um, EMTs and um, they give him a tranquilizer. Now, they said that he was agitated. Okay, these men are wrestling him to the ground and, being, right. and fighting him and beating him up the entire time. You have to see pictures of him in the hospital. It's traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say he's agitated. They need to calm him down. They give him a, tra- a tranquilizer uh, fit for someone um, 250 or plus pounds, and right. um, he has two heart attacks like in the ambulance, um, yeah. brain dead, yeah. and eventually killed. Right. And see, um, and that just pisses me off. Like, you have all these cases where you know before it was like they were telling us, you know, teach your children how to react to the police. You know, this is what yeah. you need to do when be compliant. Yeah. And we still do that. This is like the case of Rashad um, Brooks. He's compliant, yeah. even though he was yeah. belligerent. Right? I mean, I, I didn't even say I'm sorry, not belligerent. He was drunk, right? Maybe a little tipsy. Wasn't even didn't even seem like he wasn't not aware, but he knew what was going on, right? But maybe just a little tipsy. Because was compliant, was was safe, and they still uh, shot him. And just not to say that I was on Fox News, and one of the correspondents, which we know Fox News is <laughs> not uh, is, is Republican, right? And so they said that oh, because he was compliant uh, with the officer, that doesn't mean because he went for the taser that he wasn't. Uh, what does that have to do with it? Anything him being uh, keeping poised? Like, what what does that have to do with anything? He was still, uh, you know, uh, the, the police officer still was threatened. And I was like, in what way? <laughs> right, right. Um, it, it was was disappointing too about some of these stories too is that every time we have to talk about an unjust killing, right? Literally a killing oh. um, of a black individual, we always have to say. Well, even though, you know, they were intoxicated, even though they gave a little mouth or even though this, that, and other, but at the end of the day, who cares, right? Because none of that justifies um, what was done to them. And I also think we need to stop doing that. We need to stop saying, um, well, you know, Rashad was in the car and yeah, he might have been drunk. And even though he was a little belligerent, even though he ran, who cares? None of that justifies what what happened to him. It ain't cool. It's not okay um, in any type of way because you can be doing, you can be aggressive, you can uh, you can be very docile, you can have any type of temperament you want to have, and people are. Oftentimes, some white people um, will treat you the way that they want to treat you. That's the reality of it, too. Nothing justifies that. I always think of Sandra literally getting pulled over. She's mm-hmm. expressing herself. 
She's expressing herself in the way that she wants to in her right, and she is perceived as this angry black woman put in jail, and then now she's gone. It's so disappointing. It's, it's just absolutely not cool. Um, Amah is out running, and people yeah. assume, that, and these men assume the worst of him. These clowns yeah, assume one. the worst of him, and then they yeah, shoot that him that dead. Like that. Yeah, that one hurt it. Um, seeing that video, and I remember looking at that video of Amah, and I remember it being on Facebook. It was before it got the the, the uh, exposure attraction that it had, and <laughs> I saw that. Like I saw the, him running. I saw him a truck behind him, and I saw two white guys on the truck. And I just knew um, it was just a feeling I got. It was like a feeling of I've never lived in uh, slavery. I've never lived in civil rights. Um, but it gave me that feeling. Like is this like date? Like no, you have now. Like, some civil rights. Huh. You've lived in some civil rights time. We now, not not the ones from back then, but now we are. Well, yeah, yeah true. But I'm just saying, back when slavery was around, back when uh, we couldn't, you know, go to the same uh, restaurants, segregation, same, Jim you know, Crow, school, Jim segregations, Crow. yeah, Jim Crow. Like we wasn't. I never lived during those times. So for me, I never had somebody tell me no because I was black in front of my face. <laughs> not say they didn't say it when I was there, but in front of my face. Never had somebody tell me. Oh, oh, that most definitely. <laughs> but um, I just, when seeing that video, it just, I couldn't watch it. I mean, it took me a while. It really didn't watch it until maybe a couple of weeks after I initially saw it because it was just him seeing him fight and seeing him being basically like the Ku Klux Klan <laughs> being tracked literally um, and killed. It, it, was, it was, it was to me a little too much. And I, I really wanted to be there to help him. And yeah, it's just to the fact that we can be minding our business, <laughs> right? Jogging, doing what everybody wants to do, be safe and healthy, right? Getting in getting active and possibly like you said, going to, to one place just to check them out with discovery or what young boys do. And then being shot because of your racist thinking that uh, because you see a black man and a house is getting built that he's up to trouble and you need to go stop him. Unjust uh, rest, like you said, even with uh, you look at Trayvon Martin, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Trying to make a civil arrest. So that, this is crazy. And let's not forget forget our women. Um, the tragic what happened to Breonna Taylor. Um, something today. Uh, that had a rally today uh, for Breonna Taylor for the uh, arrest of the officer um, that killed Breonna Taylor uh, was made today, I believe, in Virginia today. Am I wrong about that? I believe it was today. It was today because I was listening to the radio today and they had um, uh, what's the young protester's name? Um, no, I, I, I just thought the arrest was yesterday. No, I don't think they arrested him yet. I don't know if he's arrested. They did fire him. But I'm I don't sorry, know if I'm sorry. No, you're right. Sorry, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, but Tamika Malley was on the uh, way in the morning. Um, this morning, I was listening on my way to work, and I know they were having a rally today to protest for him getting now getting charges. So what do you have? What have you? I don't know if you if you've learned about what happened, the details that happened in that case. Care a little um, about what happened to her and her boyfriend, because not forget him as well about what happened and kind of what do you think about that. Yeah, um, I I have. Sorry, I'm a little I'm a little echoing. I'm trying to make sure. Um, I had um, 
heard of, of course, listened to it and read about it and heard of it like the rest of the world. Um, and a very interesting situation where cops assumed, and I can't under, fully understand it, I guess, whether they were doing drugs or were involved in selling drugs or receiving drugs or something to that extent. Um, the judge got a, was it no-knock? Is it no-knock warrant? No-knock warrant. Yeah, that's the language. Um, went in, they're in bed. They are assuming that someone's breaking in like any like anybody else would. And then, <clears throat> um, from my understanding, her boyfriend fires um, the gun or um, starts to defend that someone is breaking into the home, and the cops just sort of let loose into the space. Um, and, uh, Brianna was hit was it, is it eight times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, it might have been more um, than that. Yeah, and she killed, and she was actually, actually, I, I don't even know if it's even worth saying she was this and she was like she was great and she was wonderful. I, I, I mean, I guess it is worth saying because yeah, no, I, it's, like, it's getting old. <laughs> like, it's getting, it's, it's getting like, very old. Why we gotta Why we gotta validate who we are and our reputation and what we do in the world so people can feel bad about it? And, and what, you know what the common the common denominator is to all of this. What's that? It's, it's, these people that are getting killed are minding their own goddamn business. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're minding their own business. Yeah. Every single one of these killings, right, were minding their own business. It wasn't asking for trouble, wasn't looking for it. You're talking about Brianna Terry that had got home from work doing her civic duty as a paramedic. Right. Right? Getting ready like we all do, go home at night. How many times you went home at night, right? And you do you ever think, oh, somebody's going to bust down my door? Um there's gonna be the police shooting at me in my no. own home after no. me give us given in COVID, given um, uh, given my life right to save others, That's and true. I and I gonna get killed. And ladies, I say this all the time. You say you want a good man, you want a man that's gonna protect you, you want a man that's going to look out for you. <laughs> if that I man, uh, Brianna Taylor's uh, boyfriend, is not the man that you're looking for, then I don't know who it is. You talking about a man? that got up to make sure that his castle was protected and that his queen protected, even though, you know, it was fatally what happened. Um, he did everything in his power to um, to to be there and to protect her. And so, mm-hmm. to me, that's women, that's, that's the type of man you need, okay? You hear that right from quite frank. That's the type of man that you need. And I want to <laughs> get that brother up and make sure I don't get his name. Because <laughs> that brother need a, a shout-out, and we want to say, you know, uh, our condolences to him and, you know, what he's going through. And I hope that he gets some help. Because another, right, thing about this is your mental health, right? Because you can assess to your mental health after going through something like this is, can be crazy. Um, trying to figure that and figure out your life now because you had somebody, a loved one taken with you, right? And you were there. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine yeah. how that is. Yeah. There's, there's been a couple of situations um, with um, black men or women being killed and their spouse or partners with them as well. Witnessing those things too, so yeah. yeah. His name, my man. Uh, his name is Kenneth Walker. I'm sorry, Kenneth Walker uh, is the boyfriend's name. Um, so that's, he is the one. That he actually, and he actually went to jail, right? He went to jail for protecting his home and protecting his queen. That's the crazy thing to me. Like he went to jail and almost got charged with um, what is it? Uh, uh, um, almost second degree murder, I believe, was trying mm. to kill a cop. Yeah, 
So then you get you get charged with with that. When and on top of that, the police went to the wrong. I'm sorry, went to the wrong home for for a, a no knock warrant that they already had made an arrest for, and the guy was already in jail. Well, and that has also sparked conversation regarding um, I basically what's been also posted and trending on social media related to um, um, uh, black men protecting women, black men, black men protecting our black women, and what that looks like too. Um, and so it, it made me think of that when you were talking about him protecting her and what that was. Um, there's a lot of controversy in that too. A lot of black women are feeling that a lot of black men don't do that. <laughs> that, that we don't um, protect them. I've been seeing a lot of comments. Like, dude, I mean, to me, I don't, I don't feel that way. I feel that as black men and a lot of black men that are, I feel like we do. But oh, and you, but you're saying people are saying that black men don't protect black women. Well, a lot of black women are saying. A lot of black women are saying that. Black, they don't feel protected by black men. That they feel that they are are the less uh, spoken for, the less heard. Um, and you see that even with Breonna Taylor, like that was a real big movement of Breonna Taylor, like them saying, you know, Riley Mahana that she wasn't getting enough uh, press, she wasn't getting enough noise, right? Because that that murder happened in I believe April, um, and it didn't, get, it didn't get recognized until recently. But but this is the thing though that, that truth about it. Like when we talk about Black Lives Matter, oftentimes we talk about we oftentimes when we talk, when we're thinking about police brutality, when we think about what's happening, we default to men, um, and it's happening to guys, but it's also happening to women too. Like these injustices are also happening to ladies, but it's true. A lot of women don't get a lot of shine. Our list is composed. Of um, men that have been killed, but there are women too. There's a lot of them. There's this oldest in the city. Um, her name is Kimberly. Gosh, I forget. Is it Kimberly? Um, I forget her name though, but um, she talks about that. She talks about the women that have been killed <clears throat> by police um, or, or black women that have been killed because of their skin and how they don't get the attention. And it's, it is factual. Um, but we do live in a world where we are separated. Um, you know, um, people with privilege because of an identity and people that are marginalized because of an identity. And technically, men are privileged and women are not. Um, so black women have a double whammy, technically, being black and being women. I mean, those yeah. are beautiful things to us, right? Those are gorgeous, right. stunning things. But how the world, how that is systematically, how that is engraved into the fabric of the world that's how it is. Because even the conversation is about men protecting women. When someone would argue, I don't need a man to protect me. I, I'm capable and competent in doing that on my own. But yeah, we don't give a lot of women a lot of credit and press that they need. And um, I agree, we should we should be doing more. And I'm happy that people are standing behind um, what happened. We're standing behind uh, Brianna to so that her name is not forgotten and she's receiving the attention that she needs. That she deserves. That she deserves. Right. And I agree. And I think, uh, too, that, and I was talking to my wife about this, too, um, that sometimes I don't know if black women, we would never, I don't know if black women would understand what black men, what black men are going through. Um, and I don't understand if we as black, as black men know what black women are going through. 
<laughs> you know, just life experiences are sometimes different. We understand what black is, right? But we don't know if when it comes to race and gender, right, until you're in that, that skin and bones. Like, you know, you might not know. Skin so and just, you know, something some that's skin and bones. <laughs> something that you might not, um, you know, think about. So or we just might just have that lived experience. But speaking of that, we're talking about that. Let's talk about uh, all black lives. Does all black lives matter? Um, and so this is about really, is it, is it true to do all uh, black lives matter? Um, so there's a lot of stuff in the news that happened uh, recently. So we, we want to stay on the topic of women. Let's talk about, uh, let's say you want to talk about Gabrielle Union and what happened with her and um, uh, America's Got Talent and the kind of things she's going through. Like, firstly, I don't really care. I think there is some tuning going on. <laughs> but but you do. say you don't care about what? I really don't care about it. Like, I I don't care about I don't really care about about her. I'm not saying about her, but I don't care about literally, literally, what they're saying goes back into what I was just saying about how women. Are it's not evil. about the women. It's not. It's not about women though. That, that has nothing to do with women. No, but it's about what's happening at a TV show. Now, do I care about her getting treated unfairly? Yes. Do I care about her not getting paid the same wages as some of her fellow counterparts that happily to be white males? Yes. Do I care about the back and forth? With her and, and Terry Crews, no. I do care about, again, Terry Crews maybe, unless everything he has to stand for her, right? But I don't think he also needs to back down or back her into a fence and not be on her side either. You know, I feel like that don't that doesn't have to happen. Hmm. I have to disagree with you because you you can't, those things that you don't care about, are attached to her being a black woman in in the same way that white people come to us and say, um, well, I mean, I care about your life, but you know, you, you're how a police is treating you and your engagement with the police don't have anything to do with how you look and who you are. And you can't, you can't separate those two. But if she is in a space where she is supervised, technically the boss is a white man. Um, it's a toxic space. She's expressing that it's toxic. People are not taking her seriously. Then on this all this heavily white platform, she expresses her grievances. She um, and the one of the black individual, a black man who you just talked about, should be protecting the black women who should come to her, not to her rescue but to back her up. Terry Crews, he didn't do that. Instead, he tiptoed for the white man. <laughs> Very strong. I might have for his check. I was gonna say they should protect him when he was doing what he was doing with about the sexual <laughs> harassment, but I, I kind of remember I think she kind of did tweet about it and uh, said something. About it. But what about what about Tyra Banks? Tyra Banks kind of backed down and didn't really. Okay, you know Tyra Banks is a mess too, but she didn't she didn't she didn't go against Gabrielle Union. She at least was like, I applaud her for being brave enough to speak. She, Tyre, Tyre Banks said, on my two years, I was there for a short time. I didn't really, I, I wasn't there that long, so I have experienced that. But it's brave, and, you know, I, I applaud her for speaking up. Really, and if Terry didn't agree, it should have been just like, hey, I don't think I haven't had that experience. And I reckon, and, you know, honestly, Terry should have been like, and I recognize my place as a man there's certain things that I'm not going to feel and experience because of because I because I'm a man, I identify as a man that women will experience and will be treated and looked down on. And Gabrielle, like I said, is a black black woman. 
So her how she is perceived and treated is going to be differently than a black man in a lot of ways because black men have that privileged identity of being a man. So his conversation should have been more about, hey, that hasn't been my experience, but if she said it, I support her in that. And then leave it at that if you want to. He just went on. And everybody's treating me great. Don't nobody do nothing. I ain't never seen nothing like this before. He, I mean, just discredit her completely, and it just wasn't good. He's a, he's a good old man. This is a good old master side that came out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> for him to be that big, it's a good old master side. It definitely came out. Yeah, it definitely did. It was disappointing. And she had a problem with it. And his, his reply basically was, I don't care about anybody but my wife. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Um, the thing, but, not... but the thing for them, I think, money will fix everything. <laughs> I mean, um, and, it, and it, maybe do, do we not have enough, enough empathy for our black women and black men are in our celebrities and make, I guess you could say, decent money? Do we consider them like us? Like, do we care Regular about people? <clears throat> yeah. And maybe that's, that's where Mars is coming from. Like, I, maybe I think I'm in as, as a different level and you don't, I don't know. Oh, you know, that's a good question because when <laughs> when these celebrities talking about their isolating and quarantining at home and. Yeah. I'm just like, shut up. Y'all in the mansion, y'all got money on money. Exactly. I don't care that you're in your pool every day relaxing with your family and sanitize your friends and fly them over to on your jets. So in that way, they they not like us. But in other ways, um, celebrities have a platform. They get to they get to speak and people listen because they have the financial backing sure. most of the time. Um to sure. chat. But so yeah. Sure. Let's uh, talk about another. Uh, if all Black Lives Matter. Uh, what about if you can pick one, Chris? Which one do you think we should? Uh, we could do that. Yeah, you know, I really one. want to talk about. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name, but uh, is it Raya? I think it's Raya and Dominique, um, two mm-hmm. Black trans women um, that mm-hmm. were killed. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I feel like the weeks and months start to blend. It's hard. It's, yeah. it's which is really Incredible. sad when people say it's hard to keep up with the weeks and the times of so many deaths because it's really tragic. Um, but two black two uh, black trans women who were murdered, um, um, and it didn't get a lot of traction either. And that always has a conversation. Do all black lives actually really matter? Uh, and all black BLM is supposed to be all encompassing. Um, but sometimes um, people are feeling um, that it doesn't always, and I and I hate to say this, I never want to speak poorly about our movement, but I also think it's important to talk about the reality of it as well. But I, um, yeah, these are two trans women that were murdered gruesomely, very very gruesome murder, and black trans women are targets almost all the time, all the time, uh, and it's no. Sorry, yeah. I mean, this this is this is a question that was that was asked. Um, now a lot of people were saying, with this, with if, for black trans lives that that murders that happen, right? Now, if yeah. it would, would people have felt this strongly if a trans man or a trans woman was killed the way a George Floyd was killed, the way a Aubrey, a Muhammad Aubrey was killed? Do you think that they would have got this much attention and much support from people, black people? Um, and I. I had a, almost had a problem with that, um, but then in a way, like you said, hearing about these cases that you never hear about, it's almost like, well, they might have a point. Like yeah. you don't hear a lot about what's happening to the trans community. Well, because then even Breonna Taylor, how she how she died too, but even then, there's still it's 
still not a ton of traction as Mr. Floyd yet, right? George Floyd. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I don't think that would have been the case. And I love my black folks. I love my culture, right? But at the same time, when when it comes to members of the LGBTQIA plus community, sometimes it'd be a little touch and go. Um, and these trans women, it, it, it's, it's messed up. Ever, you think the black culture will ever accept LGBTQ, like the umbrella of what that is? And I, and I, you know, I was going to say, I feel like you could potentially get there just because um, the generations change and people become, but, but, but black culture is rooted in what religion. And right. that's something that would never be unweaved from, from our beings. I don't think, I think, uh, I think that more young folks are becoming more spiritual now post religious. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know because, some, because sometimes people, and I, not just black folks, people in general be like, they be real hateful towards LGBTQIA, plus, especially trans individuals, trans men and women. It's it's like, I mean, if something can happen to them. They be like, that's what they get, you know, nasty selves, or I didn't agree with that, so I don't really care, you know. Well, you should you shouldn't have been out doing X, Y, and Z, and you when they got, you know, it's it's, it's heavy. It's real. It's heavy hatred. Um, and um, from my understanding, when we think about protesting and 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 doing a lot of things, a lot of that comes from. Or was sparked with a lot of trans black trans um, women trying to fight mm-hmm. for equality and their rights and their safety and a lot and when it didn't happen a lot of times. Think about it. If your own parents sometimes don't accept accept you because of your sexual orientation yeah. and your preferences, you think the world easily will do it too? No, it's, it's difficult. I hope we move hey. forward in that way, but we got to get that. You together. know. True. And you know what? Sure, it really opened my eyes out. It's more than <laughs> classes, more than work. Uh, preparation more than anything is a show called Pose. I knew you was about to. I knew you was about to say Pose. <laughs> yeah. You watch Pose? I ain't gonna lie. Yes, I watched Pose season one and two. Um, I watched season one and two, and a lot, it it opened up more understanding and more, I guess, day to day living as a trans woman, trans man, even a gay. I see the difference between gay. And trans, right? And they're yeah. having two different worlds and things like that. that start to watching me, pose. That's what I want to know. Literally, I had a I had a friend that put me onto it. Literally, was in his house one day, and he was watching it, and he was telling me about it. And literally, I sat in his chair. It was ten o'clock in the morning. That's all at night. I sat in his chair and watched the whole season. Because yeah. it, it, even the way it started off, I was just like, "What the hell is this?" And not that what the yeah. hell is this because. I seen trans women or and men. It was just because nah, that's what you're the, the, <laughs> it was just because <laughs> of the, the 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 characters, the 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 vibe, right? The young people think that they have the the the, the spirit of the game. It was just something about them, just like wow, like what is it? And it's the storyline, like this different thing that they were going through, like doing dealing with them being trans men and women, or dealing with. What back then AIDS when AIDS wasn't you know known really a true about and it was still a scary disease right yeah. people thought you could get it from just touching somebody and dealing with like you said being gay and your family finding out getting kicked out the home and things like that right and finding some place to being homeless and gay and trans right um, yeah. and finding a community that accepts you that what they that has nice dances right <laughs> they can pose the shit out of something right that, um. And going to balls. So like anyway, it's just that to me opened my it opened my eyes more to that type of community than reading about it 
I'm just seeing it from a person. I think sometimes that's what helps is actually talking to somebody, again, outside of your own culture or race to make you kind of more understand. Well, no, absolutely. In addition to um, learning, learning not to shut things down, I uh, p- shut people down in general. Um, I think, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, if we operate with respect and empathy, we won't have a lot of these concerns. But also researching for yourself. Um, and and to be co- completely honest, a lot of that, especially for men, is wrapped up in unhealthy masculinity. You think you can't read about this, know about this, support X, Y, and Z without you either being targeted or you feeling like you that way as well, you know, it's, it's heavily problematic. But good on to you, quite frank, for watching Pose. I did not know that you had watched that. Um, that's a pretty good show. I, I watched it for the first time last, I think last year. Um, I haven't watched season two, but it was a really good show. And it's shot um, in um, an area that I live in, in New, in New York City. So I'm familiar with all the areas that they um but they did the shooting at. Uh, yeah, and that shows it, yeah, it's really good acting, sir. It, that, it, that's definitely deserves some type of daytime Emmy, uh, whatever it is, it is deserved because it's a really, a really good show. Um, yeah. But I don't want to do it. Yeah, watch that, please. Watch it. Yes, please um, check that out. Talk, please check it out. Yeah, check it out. So let's talk about, uh, you know, we talked about this All Black Lives Matter. Do you want, do you want to cover Russell Simmons about what's going on with that or do you want to, do you want to move on? Um, <laughs> that, that, I feel I like that was more of your topic. I'm okay to move. I, I, uh, I'm okay to move on. Uh, we'll talk about another one because I think we can we'll park it for next time. Yeah, we'll park it for another one. So let's talk about something that's going on real, real prevalent, and that's cancel culture. People mm. getting canceled left to right, just like a credit card. Mm. Right, you spend that boy, and the limit is gone. It's getting canceled. So let's talk about. Um, what do you want to talk about? Which one? That's a, you want to talk about something recent? You want to talk about Jimmy Kimball? And I'm talking Yeah, I was really interested. I, yeah, I don't know how people are feeling about Jimmy. I a post check on Jimmy. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting. I didn't know he had that past. Like he, like a real messed up past. Like some heavy blackface. Like some, like dang. But true. But you got to remember that you got people seem to forget the the time and the culture back then. There were a lot of things allowed back then. Because you got to remember, he, it wasn't like he was posting, like, now on a YouTube page, right? And it was just him. This was approved by, he was on a show called, what is it, Guy, not Guy, what was it called, uh, Man Code or something like that? I mean, it was on Comedy Central, wasn't it? Right. So, yeah, that had to be approved by an executive. That had to be approved by a, a board. Like, that had to be approved by a lot of people besides Jimmy Kimmel that thought that it was okay. Listen, and Jimmy Kimball is his Jimmy own person. Kimball's Just because some executive and some company told you to do it don't mean it's right. How many times we got uh, advertisement, politicians, celebrities, leaders, employers in our face telling us X, Y, and Z, and we have to act on our oh, own. Now, I'm appreciative that he's moved on from this. I, I am, and obviously that he's grown. I mean, I hope so. But I don't want he, us to get he's to the number point. one guy right now. Yeah, he's the number one commentator that if something goes wrong. He's the one uh, putting the comic or uh, putting political uh, parties down, right, and making fun of them. No, he, of, uh, he, un- he definitely is. I just don't want to get wrapped up in you know that was in the past, and I, because sometimes that with white folks, we do that with white folks. We don't get black folks to break, but we do with white folks, and I don't like that. I ain't saying that we can't. He can't. He can't move on from that. We can't. But I don't want to give him a pass just because. It's Back then, no, you still need a little bit of roasting. And then once you're done toasting a little bit, we let you go cool off in the pool. 
true, but that's like that. But that's like, I mean, but that, to me, it's saying like people can't change, right? Like we all know the climate is way different, and we know that some things. Now you look back at a lot of movies, right? A lot of movies had inappropriate things. Now that we we were deemed uh, unsensitive, right, or or a cultural appropriation no, or racist, racist. That we look back now, we be like, because we have different uh, blinders. We don't have our blinders on anymore. We be like, oh, that's crazy. That's uh, problematic. Um, and I'm just saying this. That is true. It, it, it was wrong then. It, it, it's not right now, right? But right. it's almost the fact that people can't change. That like people, we want to let people uh, change. Not only no, that's I, too, too fair. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with that. I, I'm not negating that he shouldn't, you know, change. But I'm just simply saying, I mean, that he hasn't changed and that he could, he can't change because I think that very much so is the case. I just. I don't know. I just I don't want him to just get a very easy pass because we don't hold a lot of other people to standards. Like people, like people today can do something to slip up, and we get on mm. we get on to them. It's something, and, and oftentimes it be people of color. Like we we get on to them real fast. Like they don't get any opportunities. They don't get a chance to mess up. And white people can do stuff sometimes, and then we just be like, all right, it was in the past. It's cool now. You've been better. No, like. Even as a kid, yeah, we did something wrong. We said we we're gonna do better, but guess what? Mama, daddy, grandma, auntie, uncle, cousin, whomever, uh, still pulled out a belt <laughs> and got us one good time, so we knew better. <laughs> so he need to get hit one good time. Thank you, the and now you can move and we forgive you. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying he I, don't I'm get cool an easy back that in the day. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah, lashing, good whooping, right? Bring that stitching cord out, get a good whooping. But canceling. When we, I think when he's trying to progressively move things forward, especially when it comes to white people and his white audience, I don't know if we necessarily need to cancel him. But you, you can say the same thing about what about your boy J. Cole? Now they're trying to cancel well, him because they're saying he's being too silent and he's and not. See, and see, listen, and, and I'd be the opposite because I'd be like, okay, white person, uh, no, you need to get a whooping. A black person, you ain't did nothing wrong. Don't, don't sit down and uh, eat your pancakes <laughs> and bacon and you, you good. They get, that, they get that black privilege. <laughs> As Terry Crew said, yeah. um, but black. Oh, no, he said black supremacy. He said black supremacy. Um, but yeah, Jake. Oh, do, do you Cole think because Jim Carrey don't have a black card is why? Because he, he don't necessarily. Said, you think because Jim Carrey necessarily? So you have some white people you say has a a a, a card or they invite to the picnic. You think because oh, yeah. maybe Jimmy Kim is not invited to the picnic, he doesn't get the same uh, extensive olive branch that some people might get, like Bill Clinton or. Some others list of people that you know can get away with certain things. Joe Biden, maybe I don't know. <laughs> that can get away with certain things that maybe he couldn't get get away with. This interesting because I ain't let Joe Joe Biden get away with that comment. If you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. What if an H E double hockey stick does that mean? If you don't get that <laughs> on somewhere, I ain't well, I ain't know what he meant by that. I'm so puzzled. Now, Bill Clinton. Big, I mean, they're making a big uplaw, but they didn't really. I mean, I ain't had nobody say they're not voting for him. No, I mean, well, I mean, well, I got to cancel Joe Biden. No, well, you sort of can because you got you. You either get the. Uh, some people are saying the lesser of the two evils at this point. But what I will say is that Bill Clinton ain't never did nothing to nobody. He can't do no harm, so he he don't have good because that's really my cousin because we from uh, we from the same place in New York City. All right. Now uh, I will say one person. Well, yeah, yeah, Arkansas. Go, go uh, Dirt Roads. <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. This is in Arkansas. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That's uh, what about now? One person that I don't mind getting canceled is uh, B. Simone, and I'm not woman. Okay. And see, listen, I, she just got on my nerves. <laughs> she just listen, got on my nerves. Listen, this literally continues to feed into what I was saying about how we treat women. Women don't <laughs> get a pass. They are, I'm telling you, be some. Now, listen, I ain't no fan of be, be humble. Simone. Be just, just because I ain't no fan of be Simone. Her manifestation stuff, I ain't even heard of until she caught plagiarism. Not manifestation, plagiarism. Her plagiarism, yes. so. <laughs> and let me be very clear. Um, if, I, no shade, but if I'm trying to do some manifestation stuff, I assure you I'm going to someone else. Not, I mean, right. somebody y'all can use be Simone. That just ain't my cup of tea. I want to go. I want to go to somebody different. I, I do. So I'm I'm not a huge fan of. She's funny, you know. That's about it. So, I, but I'm not getting her manifestation stuff. I'm not gonna get on Quay. I'm not gonna get Pat D Lucky uh, manifestation stuff either. Just not my thing. But. um she, but you know, she she get a lot of a lot a lot of flack for that, and it makes sense. You know, she she deserves it, but at the same time, be a little hard on her because she a woman. I'm telling you. I mean, quite frankly, the wrong her. I mean, ring hey. her through the gutter with her weave and her nails on and everything, my, and ain't gonna and ain't gonna stop out like Hey, hey, my thing is like this. We grateful what you got. Humble yourself, right? I don't think be Simone. Got to a point now where you say she's uh, she's made a million, right? Net worth is worth a million, right? And she kind of let it blow up to her head. So first she came out with saying that she would never dare to do it with a nine to five, right? Everybody got their preference, but don't knock the people that helped you get to that uh, net worth of one million, right? Those same nine to five people are buying your stuff, right? The nine to five uh, boyfriends that you that pe- the women that follow you are buying that for their girlfriends. So don't knock your 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 your, your who's feeding you, right? Don't knock them. So to yeah. me, I, I don't necessarily think she get canceled. If she does, not don't feel which way about it. Yeah. But I necessarily need to get a, <laughs> she need to get a good lash. Now she she can get. I give her. I give her. Wait, like you, what you said, I like how you say that. I give her a good lashing, okay? And I don't mean lashing physically, but lashing like maybe she. So she needs to be knocked down a little side. I need to realize, you know, uh, where I stand, right? And they was on her too about, about being very silent and being uh, very. Uh, you know, not saying anything. A lot of that maybe because she didn't know, she didn't have a book to plagiarize off of, so she didn't know what to say. She had to get a, a ghost or a copywriter first to see what she was going to yeah, say. She, she said she had a team um, that didn't do that research, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah. I So maybe that was a problem. Too. But yeah, cancel culture, I just, you know, cancel culture, I, I don't want to get canceled, uh, so I don't want to cancel anybody else, but uh, I don't know, I don't think we should... I, so it sounds like we're just saying if you're black, you, you get a pass. You shouldn't get canceled. But if you're white, you might get canceled. <laughs> None of listen, listen, I was watching the black lady sketch comedy the other day, and one of the uh, actors on it, and it's a brilliant show on HBO if you all get a chance to watch it. Um, there's clips yeah. on YouTube and stuff, too. And she said, this one was doing the skit. She said, um, she said a, um, if a white woman uh, is accused of committing a crime, she did that shit. But if a black woman <laughs> is accused, accused of doing a crime, she didn't do it. And she continues. I saw a woman one day standing over um, a, a man's body um, after just killing him, saying, I just murked that nigga. But she said, and, but according to me, on that day, not man the nigga was murked. Okay? So that means that white folks, when you accused of it, you did it. Black people, we can see you standing over the body with the weapon saying, yes, I did it, but guess what? On that day, you didn't do nothing. 
you and you were, you were at the store, you and do nothing wrong. So yes, black people, we gonna get a pass for the rest of our life because we owed it. So, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. We should. We are getting a lot of passes anyway, so I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's talk about. You want to talk about white guilt, or do you want to about the Karens of the world? Or do you yeah. Um, well, you know, I'll say this, and I'll be short about it too. Um, just to say that, um, like I was saying, I appreciate the. I think we all do appreciate the white and non-black individuals coming to supporting BLM and being down for the cause. But at the same time, um, the white people, this can't be about y'all. Like, literally, this not cannot be about y'all. This can't be where you got to make these videos. You trying to bow down. You crying. I'm better. And then when you finally do better, you want to broadcast it to the world so you can get praised. This ain't about you. You know, hear what we're saying. You know, thank you. And thank you people that offered, you know, that reached out to their, the white people and non-white folks or black people that reached out to your black friends and partners and co-workers and whatever and um, checked, in on, checked in on us during this really rough time because emotionally it was draining for us, right? But so this cannot be about y'all. Everything can't be about y'all. Don't come to us telling us you feeling bad. I want to I want to give you an example. I had a teacher who was well known in um, a high school teacher, well known in the city that I'm from, and um, she because she was because she's super close to her mom, or her mom used to be basically attached to her hip. Her mom was well known too. Her mom died a couple of years ago, and when her when she was going through these things, uh, her mom's passing, people kept coming to her, crying to her, being sad about it. She um, she said to them, and I loved it. I thought it was brilliant that she please don't come to her because she don't have the energy, the time, the passion, the nothing to console you, to comfort you when it's her mama that died. So I don't want you coming to me when you feel guilty about some wanting me to make you feel better, wanting me to applaud you for doing something you should have been doing. That that just can't happen. It ain't about you. It's not an option for you to stand. Either you with you, either you with us or against us. It's not. It's not an option. Right. Right, and I, I agree. Like this, all the cameras in the world, sit down and shut up, okay? Because we didn't have <laughs> enough of y'all. And all y'all, all the, all of, all every air cannon that got punched today, this week, and every cannon that got slapped. I hope you, I hope you learn. Right, right, right. I hope you can learn from it because it's, time's up for y'all, uh, for y'all being a part of things that you ain't a part of, right? So if you're not, if you're not with us, you're against us. And Karen's, please, this this stop. We sick of seeing the videos of you going off, right? Because a lot of that you going off is because of your, of your, your probably of your guilt of what's happening, right? Like you had a right. woman that was minding her business in the gas station, and I love the way the the, the, girl, the Latina girl handled it, right? She said, <laughs> what she said, she slapped the lady, and then the next day her husband said, oh she was mentally ill. But now she got slapped, now she mentally ill. So to me, it's very, it's very funny. That the white now now still saying that you're sorry, still saying that you know it was wrong. Now you want to play the mental card. And you can so give me. It's, it's, it's very very funny. So for me, I, that's all I got to say is, Karen's. If you don't like what's going on, just just stay your ass home. Just, just stay home. Just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about. That's that up for the asinine segment of this, of this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. We're having that every, every episode, all right? So let's go ahead. Let's move on. Let's go ahead. You want to do the ain't it, ain't it, ain't it? 
Yeah, I want to have a little bit of conversation about COVID-19, y'all, and Andy. So, um, you know, there's been so many protesting that, protests that have occurred, right, um, because of what's happening in the world naturally. And um, during that time, there wasn't a lot of conversation about COVID-19. It seemed like the media um, took over a different angle or a different viewpoint in, in regards to what's happening with protesting, rioting, looting, um, Black murders, right? BLM. Um, so at the time, quite Frank and I were thinking and having this conversation, like, and we asked this question to y'all, was um, fear of the pandemic of COVID-19 greater than the pandemic itself? And is or and ain't. Um, so was that fear greater than the actual pandemic itself? Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't even know how to answer that now because we're seeing a, a uptick in cases now. Um, and I don't even know how to I don't even know how to feel about it. I would definitely say, um, and is that that fear was was deep, was deep and strong back in right. March, you know. Um, and I'm in New York City, so it was it was hard. Um, but you know, um, I think as I, as you go outside more and try to do things, it becomes a little bit more manageable. There's also the conversation about um, this pandemic fatigue, so we start to become too lax again. But let me say this. Everybody, I don't know what happened, but as soon as this pandemic hit, everybody want to have a big old birthday party, a brand new anniversary party. They want to rent Airbnbs, Airbnbs, everything they weren't doing back in the day. I, I don't know what happened, but let me tell you this. If you're having all these parties and you got people coming to your house and you're doing all these uh, shindigs and ain't nobody wearing no mask, people breathe, bringing food, y'all breathing on the food, you eating the food, you sipping from the same cup, you sipping the same beer, you jumping in the same pool of water, you doing everything you ain't supposed to do, then you surprised when you catch go the on, virus. You should not go be surprised. But now, I'm going to be very clear. I don't want anybody to get it. I lost a loved one from the virus. It's tough. I ain't promoting that people get this virus and they learn the hard way. I'm telling you, wear a mask. If you want to go outside and take pictures on the street because you want to see a bit cute on Instagram, I need you to figure out how to buy one of them, them sticks, them selfie sticks, so you can hold it up in the air and do it yourself. You need to practice social distancing. You need to wear a mask. You need to uh, keep your six feet. You need to stay in the house. If you if you got to go out, do it, but do it the right way. Furthermore, just because you don't believe in it, don't mean you subject other people to it because Ain't nothing worse than walking in New York City and some fool walking around here without a mask on want to be all up on you and then look crazy when you turn around and push them off or tell them to move. Um, you all have to do it the right way. And black folks, we definitely have to because we, we're we already at a disadvantage when it comes to our health, when it comes to health care, when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to this pandemic too. We we just can't afford to, to be reckless. We just can't. We absolutely can't. You know, we got to be smart. Oh, yeah. We have to be better. Right. That is true. Yeah, that was my rant. Up, this, this, this is the point of the second you did you did rant. You you about to I was about to, to call you off with some water. You go, you going in. <laughs> I'm mad. I, I want people, I, I want my friends and I want my loved ones. I want the rest of the world to live and not deal with this virus. And that means we have to take some extreme measures. And I know it's hard. I mean, literally, literally, I know it's difficult. Quite frank to tell you, I've been struggling. I've been struggling dealing with this pandemic, but. I mean, you want to have a fun uh, day party on a Friday and then be messed up a week later? No, no, we just can't. We just can't. Right. So, so we want to open this up. Uh, we're gonna be doing this every podcast and open it up to you guys, the listeners. Um, so sometimes we're gonna have a we're gonna have a chat session. We're gonna have 
Hey, call in session. We actually call into the podcast and tell us what you think. This time we're going to do the chat session, so we're going to open the chat session up. So if you go to www.blogtalkradio slash smartasspodcast, you'll go on there, click on our, our link that has the live broadcast uh, feed right there, and you when you open it up, you will be able to go in our chat and tell us what you think, and we can read off those chats um, as live on this broadcast, right? So and it's smartass smart ass. So you go, go on there and uh, tell us what you think. Um, it, it is open for you to be able to go and tell us what, what you think. Do you think this pandemic uh, deserves the fear that was given, right? Or do you think that people were overreacting and is is it wasn't as bad it was as it seemed? Uh, me personally, I don't think it was, but I was a lot of media driven into it. I think people have some 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 things. And one thing that me and Kayla was talking about was like where did it go? It seemed like as soon as the state started to reopen, right? So every state was different, right? We all didn't follow the same guidelines. But when some states opened back up, it's almost like, where did it go? Like, it's almost like it disappeared, right? And some people thought that was a conspiracy or it was a little yeah. media-driven. They wanted to get us uh, some cover up something else or something else was going on, right? Um, but like you said, <laughs> but, uh, I have coworkers that actually had to deal with it and their stories. And for me, it let me know that it wasn't it wasn't just media driven, right? That was something real. And if you yeah. ask people that went through it, right, um, it was real. There's nothing fake about it, right? Or or a cover up, mm-hmm. you know, a real disease that was put out there that was killing people, right? And, people and, and go. And the South is is starting to feel that now. It's starting yeah. that, that wave is starting to hit them too. And y'all, I've been telling quite frank. That he needs to have his mask on too. He needs to be practicing. So, uh, plenty of times he in the car with his homeboys and and yeah, other yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, ain't nobody wearing that. no don't mask. Put me out there. Hey, ain't nobody out doing there. what they supposed to do. And I'm just like, this don't make no sense. This don't make. I mean, just out at, at Applebee's, at Cracker Barrel, at uh, Dollar Tree, at the Piggly Wiggly, ain't got no mask I on. Want I want everybody to know that I'm out here being safe and and being what I need to do. Uh, because K. Little is a is very paranoid, right? And he's very, very uh, sheltered, right? And he lives in the up, he lives in, in upstate <laughs> New York. Um, oh, no, he didn't want to go out. He didn't, he didn't, you got, and that's the thing. You can't be fearful now. Now there's a difference between being cautious, right? Fearful and cautious. And yeah, you need to have it, but you can't be scared at the same time. You have to go out get a breath of fresh air. If you don't, you'll drive yourself crazy, right? And they say the most. The worst thing you can do is have an idle mind, right, especially within this pandemic. It was people that were alone. So you don't necessarily, and I don't necessarily want to drive myself crazy or drive myself, my, myself insane, right? But, you know, I have a family, too, and I want to make sure that they're good and we have some normalcy, like, right, because none of this was normal, right? 2020 it was a crazy year, and yeah. we got to have some, 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 some signs of norm, normality or of something normal. And so something you got to do, you got to be cautious, be safe, do what you need to do to be protected and protect your loved ones, but not just live in a bubble, right? Because we live in a bubble. We all, we all go crazy. Okay, well, yes, but let me also add this tidbit, too. That means you have to sacrifice, and that means if you can't get your hair cut for the next three weeks and you don't do it, but you don't be on a social media telling folks that social distance and wear masks, but you get your hair cut every week. Now, I ain't calling nobody out, but someone I know that's quite frankly um, hey, disrespectful when it comes I've to these get, things. I've been getting fresh hair cut since 1995. 1995, ain't no pandemic going to change that, all right? And I'm so safe, safe with it. And some people just got a haircut like today. 
I don't know if you got it for the podcast or whatever, and they just start feeling themselves again. So, you know, K Little. Y'all, so, if y'all find it there, cut on me. Y'all, people, some people just got shape ups, all right? We're going to leave it at that. People have been loving me in this haircut lately, but I, my last haircut <laughs> was in March. That's how serious I'm taking this. And I only got a haircut this week because New York City just opened up the barbershop. Heavy restrictions, and I was able to get a haircut. But this is talking about hair. You want to bring up hair? You want to go into the uh, to the next segment? Yeah, you know this next one is We the People, y'all, and this is a segment where we talk about just uh, different situations or different things that we deal with, whether that's within the culture or outside of. And you know, this pandemic has been really interesting for me um, because um, hair and beard has been a thing for me. Normally, I get my hair cut, if not once a week, every other week. So my hair is at a um, normally one and a half, two. Got some good fresh waves. People begin seasick, you know. People be jealous. Yeah, never uh, had no waves. <laughs> but I do have waves, y'all. Yeah, 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 kinks. Kinks are not waves. <laughs> Listen, y'all. My beard, nice, you know. So it be, it be, it, and I keep it low, so it's easy to maintain. But this pandemic has forced me to grow my hair out and grow my beard out, um, and start to look at hair types and hair texture, talking to my sister and my friends, YouTubing about um, coily, kinky hair, uh, products to use for black hair. Um, it's been, and, and I always had a good beard regimen, so that wasn't a thing. Shout out to some of my uh, small business supporters in the Bronx that I use for my beard, um, but, and Jersey, um, but, um, Anywho, that just had me thinking about the management of the hair. First and foremost, I want to shout out to all the men and women, especially the ladies dealing with hair on a daily basis, because that is some really stressful stuff. Um, I was interested. But you know, I didn't know how. I thought that was a black thing. I didn't know it affected. It really affected both sides. I yeah. thought it was black hair and looking that way, or you know, getting a haircut and going to beauty shop every week was a black thing, but it's not. What is it then? It's an everybody thing. Like, people were literally dying because they couldn't get a haircut or they couldn't yeah. uh, go out and get their hair done. Like, I, I don't know. Like, just maybe just – I thought it was just like, you know, I mean, not to be stereotyping, yeah. but I just thought that, that black people just care a little bit more about their hair than the others. <laughs> well, well, you know, I don't even I – I do think it's part of care, but I don't think it's because of we, – we, we have to care about it. I think it's because – I, well, I guess I think it's because we have to care about it more because our hair texture is different and requires um, um, more work, to be completely honest, which is really cool. I think now I understand why people call it your crown. You literally have to work to maintain your seat on the throne. Like, it is that. It's tough work. It's legit tough work. Plenty. Like, I went to the barber yesterday, and I almost told him, just cut it all off. Just give me my normal cut and beard because it's really difficult to manage. Um so there's I, something about a haircut. When you get a haircut, dog, there, like there's something about when you can get all that, especially man, you get all that that fresh haircut. You can't even tell us nothing. Like <laughs> you talk a little different. Your, your, you, you, your swag is a little different. You just feel, yeah, you be on cloud nine. Same thing with I guess with best some, you know, with women when they get their hair there, like you, you can't holler at them. You can't do nothing. And this is, you know, men and women, as soon as we got our hair cut, our hair done, we posting some type of thirst trap somewhere on social media. Uh, And show you, I did it yesterday. I'm very clear with that. I did do it yesterday. Uh, And and guess what? Todd Frank, he tries. He may get one or two likes. Normally, his auntie is cut. 
<laughs> when, when we do this all the time, you don't have to do thirst traps. When you, when you do this all the time, it ain't nothing new for you. Every day is a thirst trap. Well, after what? Well, yeah. after my last haircut being what, March 11, March 12, I, I needed a little boost, and I definitely did it. But quite frankly, it's correct. It, you do feel good. Um, I even remember in college when I used to get a haircut, and then I felt more competent and educated in class. I'm like, dang, why can't I listen better? It's crazy. I don't know what it is. It's magical. But, yeah, keeping yourself up in the pandemic, I think, was is a big thing. I mean, you just think about even with exercise, you're thinking about hair, you're thinking about uh, your weight, right? Like gaining what they call it, the, the uh, 15 uh, pounds COVID of COVID. COVID. Yeah. COVID, COVID, I COVID belly. COVID belly. I mean, it, like, it really, you had to keep your, like I said, you got to keep, keep, keep your health going because it's, it's very easy to sit around and, Lose it, you know. Quite frank, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Can I ask you a question, quite frank? So, what do yeah. you recommend? Like, what do you do to keep yourself, like, you know, moving and, and fit and healthy during the pandemic? What I don't do is shape up, and anybody don't want to know what shape up it is. <laughs> that's it, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's an exercise program uh, that uh, people frank. do. So I don't do that, but <laughs> but. Uh, something that I did do, I did work out. Actually, with me, I did work out with you, Kay Little. You, you, you tend to forget that me and you did a couple uh, workout yeah, sessions. Tell me how you got them. Doing way better, way better than you. I was doing way better than you. You were doing better but, than me. Yeah, I did. But what I would recommend, I, I went outside. Like I looked at my daughter outside. We went walking around um, the park. We, I did actually ride bikes with my one of my friends. Uh, we went to the park. Um, this was back when everything still was closed, but we had our masks on. But we were riding bikes. Uh, we did. I did a race. I actually have that video. <laughs> I raced with some of my friends. It got me back to my like essence as a kid. To be honest with you, like a lot of things that I wouldn't didn't do it because of time, being having to go to work and uh, not having time to do a lot of things. It opened. I had a lot of free time, so um, I did things normally that I used to do back in the day that I do now. So a lot of activities. Um, a lot of time was it, you know, being around the house and just laying, you know, around, but. Or playing video games, but I, felt, I did get some type of fitness and activity. No, no, I, 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 think, I, I, kept, I kept my mind active. <laughs> I think it is good. I think that, no, I think that's important, and um, it's definitely been difficult for people, so I encourage you all to to get up and to move um, as much as you can, as hard as that can be. Get up and move. It improves your your health in all ways. And, and if you're inside, my advice to you, um, I have a holistic doctor, and I, it gives wonderful advice. But my advice to you, my advice to you would be to make sure you stand up, stand up, and go outside because nature and vitamin D is so essential. It makes you feel great. You have a balmy day, but you step outside and feel better. So make sure you at least get up and move and do it outside. Most definitely. Um, so let's go into one of my another segment, right? Let's go into one that's going to be one of my favorite segments. It's going to be on here on Smart Ass Podcast. Is uh, created by Kate Little. I almost forget the name of it. It's called Where Were You When? So this is a segment where we will play a nostalgic part of music to uh, put you back in the day. I don't know if you remember, people remember that song, Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. You got some of those songs. I remember way back Look. when. Okay. All right. Rap a lot, please. But, yeah, it puts you back when you hear that song come on the radio. You're like, man, I remember that. I remember what I was doing, where I was at, and all that good stuff. So that's this this segment right here. So we're going to play this. 
And we're gonna just reminisce and uh get some get get some uh reminiscing in. Get some reminiscing. <laughs> reminiscing. When can I buy a camera? If you don't remember this, I remember this like it was yesterday. We got Black Street naming off the song. And that's right, that's right. She had the rug rack. Of the rug rack. Remember this show? That was the Rugrat. Do you get some nostalgia hearing that, Chris? Did you? That, that make Absolutely. You cry? I, I went. That song took me right back to fifth grade, Miss Davis class. We was watching the Rugrats, especially and at one point. Yeah, I think that was the one they went to Patty. Um, yeah. I remember that. that, that be good. First of all, Maya and, and uh, Blackstreet take you back automatically. Those are just you know great for themselves, in my opinion. But uh, Rugrats yeah. do some. Do something to you, just something uh, to you. Sure and it's in the background. Yeah, yeah, and it just that you remember the video, you remember uh, the TV show. I also, when I think about it, I remember back in the day at Burger King where you get the Rugrat watch, right? So it had your favorite characters. It had Tommy, it had oh, yeah. uh, Angelica, it had uh, Phil, Phil Lil, Phil, right? Chucky. It had Chucky. Yeah, all of them, right? You can get your your favorite watch. You, you that's the only way you probably went to Burger King, right? The food wasn't good, but you wanted to watch. I disagree. Yeah, the watches and them fries and yeah, the fish and whatever. Yeah, we got a discussion about that. But you remember that, right? And you also the thing about the nostalgia of Nickelodeon, right? And Nickelodeon mm-hmm. at any age, right? When cable, you would go home after school. The first thing you would turn on, I know for me, was Nickelodeon. And thinking about Nickelodeon, we thought about. Nickelodeon has, has, in a way, stands for a lot of your black entertainment, right? Especially as as a kid. So it brings it brought that brought me back to nostalgia of the different shows that came on Nickelodeon, right? You had yeah. your first, you had your first. I don't know if people know this. You had your first, uh, first really daytime child um, TV show when it came to Gullah Gullah Island. Mm, yeah, yeah. You had your first. First African American family slash brothers when it came to my brother and me. Man, yes. When you had your first sitcom slash sketch show with all of that. Man, yes. This is all that. This is all that. Then after that, they came out with with uh, Keenan and Kale. Incredible. From 97 until 2000. Are you talking about a long sitcom with Lawrence Soda? She got on the list. Back. It also brought me back to Cousin Skeeter. I'm about to say you better have Cousin Skeeter. You think about, you think about who was on that show. You had Bill Bellamy. You had Megan Good. Um, Rashad. Rashad. Right, you had 702 singing the theme song. Say, the you better take 702 in that, that theme With, song. It was CeeLo, right? And on top of that, they had the remix. And on top of that, they had um, the first black puppeteer, right, that was in mainstream casting. Yeah, that is factual. Then, then on top of that, you can't, you can't forget that even with all that, they had, they had 
Uh, if you look back in the thing, they artists that they brought out, they had Mary J. Blige, Elite, mm-hmm. TLC. You talking about groups that couldn't get the couldn't get the airtime play before MTV, right? That wasn't on on daytime or cable TV or doing those. That's times. factual. That's factual. Then even yeah. even after that, they gave they came out in two thousand. You had the Nick Cannon show, and we know how much Nick blew up. As a matter of fact, they would call him Mr. Nick. Then you had you had Tyena. The, the, the first uh, Latinx uh, show. The first Latinx. Then you had you had the Romeo show. Man, come on, keep going with it. Keep going with it. Then you want to keep going? Then then you had you had Little Bill, another man. Then you had a short lived, and a lot of people might know this. I don't even remember Fatherhood. It was an animated cartoon series. It's called Fatherhood. It's called Fatherhood. I don't think I remember that one. Really, what I'm trying to say is, and do you, do you even know my brother and me had Amanda Seals on there as a young kid? I don't, think that, I think, that I think that was her. That was her. We were looking at it. I'm telling you, it's her. I sort of wanted to say this real quick because I actually looked that up today, ironically, and I was like, why are they connecting that to Amanda? And that's not her. It is. That's a whole you different look, girl. If you no, if you read her bio, it says she was on. She was on there. Her IBM. Uh, well, right, right let me tell you, let me tell you something. If that is her, and maybe it is because it was popping up for me, and I'm like, that, that looks nothing like her. I'm really impressed because yeah, she was the um, she was on this show, but yeah, that is the case. Did you did you mention uh, Lil JJ? Lil JJ, Lil JJ, the first Comic View comedian. I was a kid. I won Comic View and got his own show. Mm-hmm. And an Arkansas. Arkansas. All, all I'm trying to say is that really, I think Nickelodeon was, was it that our 90s, 2000 Renaissance, Black Renaissance? I think it was. To see mm. the reputation, I remember being a kid and seeing that reputation on TV was amazing, right? Not not knowing that how it would affect me now and growing up, right? Being and trying to be in, in entertainment, right? Doing things to entertain people or, or making people laugh or making people feel a type of way, right? To me, that is a black renaissance, and Nickelodeon sometimes stood for that, right? And we seem to forget forget that. Even now, with, with Nickelodeon standing for Black Lives Matter, right, standing for for black fathers and things like that, we have to salute Nickelodeon. I don't, think we, I don't know if we gave enough praise Nickelodeon gave, but on top of that, they brought some of the greatest childhood uh, experience when it came to watching TV in mm-hmm. history. I don't know anybody that really can cop, copy them. So, no, not at all. I, not at all. So I, I want to give give them props. I want to give Nickelodeon the, the 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 props that they deserve. And I just want to just take us back and remember those simpler days where we were represented on TV from young into old. So let's give them some some praise, Nickelodeon, and give give Rugrats right. Give Maya. Give uh, Ted, uh, what's it, uh Teddy Black Riley Street. right. Black Street. Give them, give them some praise. And let's just have some nostalgia for the R, the U, the G, the R-A-T-S, the Rugrats. Take me there. Let's want to go back. And that was your where were you in moment. Second. That was a good one. Good good job. That was a, that was a good one. I mean, if I they did not take y'all back, 
I, I don't know what y'all been doing because that that was a good one with the show. Shout out to Nickelodeon for that because that was where and and I will also Tyena. I know you said Tyena, but I was gonna say um I remember when I had three LW on Tyena too. Um, had yeah. the representation there as well. So um yeah, that's where and many, and many and many copied after that. You know, like Disney and all them, but there was there was there was a first. Oh. And you know what? You know what? I, you forgot to mention too, and I ain't I ain't thinking about it. It just popped up in my head. Kenny and Kale specifically having Coolio do the same song. Coolio, yes. All right, well then I forgot about it. yes. Coolio did the same song. And you know Coolio yeah. back then wasn't getting no top air. <laughs> he couldn't get Man. no top air play now. <laughs> yeah, because at that point he was sort of sort of about done with. Right. Right, because at that point he was sort of he had already hit his peak and he was just crashing at that point. But Coolio. Listen, if I'm on the street and Kudo walk by, guess what? I'm getting an autograph. I'm getting a photo. I'm going to say, I know all your music. I'm going to be the biggest fan. And you say, well, let me hear you sing one song. I'm pulling out that King and Carol song. That's about it. All right. You got something. Some of these shows ran for a long time. Like, King and Carol ran from 1994 to 2000. And they had movies. Oh, that. Movie. Good Burger. Now look at them now. Then some of these have sparked off careers um, for a lot of these, a lot of these black. Um, uh, black uh, actors, right? It's doing work now. So, but shout out to Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. man. Shout out to them. But it was good to go sometimes to go back and think about and think about the good times. Dang, that was good. So let's go. Was, let's gonna go ahead and move on to the. This is the, this is, might be the last segment of the show. Last segment, y'all. Mouth we'll call this off. segment mouth off. So we're gonna go ahead. This is where we talk about. What has annoyed us this week, right? And give you our, our, our why we call this show Smart Asses, right? Give you our opinions and only our opinions of what we think is right in this mild off. And here, so, opinions be facts. Ain't nobody going to dispute it. Nobody. We undisputed it in, in our fact checking. So, I guess I'll go ahead and I'll go first. Right, today, I went my mouth off. I'm about to have this be customer service. And I'm talking about trash customer service. People, if you work in customer service and you work dealing with people, please treat them like how they should be treated. I am tired of going to my local McDonald's, going to my local Chipotle, going to my local Best Buy, even (laughs) going to my local car dealership and getting treated like crap. When I when I was brought up, I, I was told that hard work pays off, right? You want to give, when you go to work, you want to give people the experience that you wanted to have if you walked into the door, right? So that, that made me look up some quotes that uh, that I had, to, I had to remember, even going into like training where they give you what you need to do to keep uh, your customers, right, and keep them, keep them coming. One of those ones that I brought up, something that something that was simple was it said, customer service shouldn't just be in the department; it should be in the entire company. You damn right. It don't just end at your at your training, right? It starts when you get on that floor. Do you realize that if you didn't have customer customers, you would have no job, you would have no business. So why do you think it's okay to treat me like crap when I'm giving you my money? For some reason, this 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 uh, this uh, the year or this century that we're in, people tend to think that we have to give you our money. 
that I have to do business with you, right? I don't have to do that, but that you t- and you take it for granted. No longer can you take it take it for granted because you know why? Think of, look at Toys R Us. This can apply to Toys R Us. In the world of the internet, customer service is important. And remember, your computer is only one click away. I am literally one click away from never going into, into any department store, any sales store. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to call customer service on the hotline. I can do it right from the convenience of my own and never talk to a, a person again. See, we're all afraid of technology. We're afraid of it taking our jobs. But a computer doesn't talk back. A computer doesn't have an attitude when I walk in the store and just have, just looking for a simple hello or looking for guidance to buy a product or some help just to find an item that you clearly don't have on your shelf that says you have when I called you five minutes ago and made that trip all the way down to a 10-mile store. I know more can we have to do we have to settle for bad customer service. There's another quote. If you look at the people that did it well, you look at Disney. His quote was, "Do what you do. That will make that will make you want to come back again. Make them want to bring their friends back." We have forgotten about that. Did we, did we forget about uh a friendly uh refer referrence, referring people? Do you forget that if you treat me well, it's more likely that I'm going to send somebody, someone else to you? We have to remember that we all work for other, for others, right? We all want to make money. We all want to have returning business. But if you treat people like crap, especially the people that come to service, uh, to, I'm sorry, to give, to give you money, then honestly, you can really just, just not have a business and close up, close, close up your doors right now. And just like we have a we have a movement for Black Lives Matter, I think we need have, we need have a have a movement for people that don't that's 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 done with bad customer service and want and want to move on to somewhere where they're going to be to the right. It reminds me of Cheers. Sometimes sometimes you do want to go where people know your name. And it's going to treat you right. So for me, I, I'm done from now on. If I ever get bad customer service again, if quite frank come into your store, and I don't get the service I deserve. I'm just simply walking out. I'm not waiting on you to fix your attitude. I'm not waiting on you to me to send a Google review and you to comment on it. But let me reply saying about we're gonna get back to you. We sorry that you had this <laughs> bad experience. Right. No you more. Give me some free money. Right. Give me some free money. Cause I don't have to do this. I don't have to shop with you. Right. Let's get back to when things where people were happy to have their jobs. Right. We know we're living in a bad time. Right. People deal with certain situations. At home, people don't uh, necessarily come in with the greatest attitudes when they get to work. But frankly, I don't give a damn. What happened to you? Quite frankly. Quite frank, I don't give a goddamn. (laughs) I don't care. Because why? You're at work and you are here to serve. Just like me. I go to work, I have problems. But guess what? When I go to work, I work for my customer because they help me pay my bills. Right? They help me to forget about some things. Right, so let's let's do it. Let's do this all a favor, right? When you go into work tomorrow, or you go into work this week, or whenever you listen to this podcast, you got to go into work. Put a smile on your face. It costs nothing to smile. Nothing. So please, just give 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 great customer service. Because when you do, guess what? You're gonna probably get it back. 
should have the song Smile Bitch in the background. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Damn it, it don't take smile. Shit. <laughs> Especially for black, black business, please. Okay, we want to support you. We want to be there for you. Okay? Please. We already got a reputation. Okay? Let's not give them what they want. All right? Black businesses, I want to give my money to you. So please. If anything, if your customer service is, is right, you probably get a lot of my money, okay? You have a, a bad product, but damn it, I'm going to give it to you just because of how nice you are. <laughs> get off of our people that you, we getting it together. <laughs> yeah, but that's for anyone, anybody. But that's my mouth off uh, for the day, and, 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 you, and, I, and I stand by that. That was approved by Quite Frank. Quite Frank approved. All right. Um, so I guess it's my turn for mouth off. Uh, quite frank, I can't remember how we were going to do <laughs> You were going to get, well, let's do it like this. So we have a, so I, when I first heard this, uh, you want to do this, you want to do the, the clip first? Yeah, I guess we said we'll do the clip first, huh? Okay, let's do the clip first and then we'll go off. So before, so before quite frank plays the clip, it's a very short clip. It's, um, very animated, slightly theatrical, a song, but it's quite relevant. It's quite simple. It is quite short, um, and quite frankly, that's a good one too. Um, so, <laughs> quite frankly, is going to play it, and then I'm going to connect it to my mouth off and sort of summarize it and go from there. All right, let's go. Do Remy Fasolaki do. Do me so do. Isn't it pretty? That's exceedingly simple. Do me so tea. We're making music. What is the point? You're not making anything. Well, if it isn't anything, then why does it sound so good? I suppose it's just interest. Do me so do. Devoid of substance or purpose, a hypothetical pattern. Do me so tea. For the satisfaction of bringing it to completion. Sure. Do me so tea. Interest without meaning. Solutions without problems. And then you just add words. Here's what I've been working on. Life and death and love and birth and peace in war on the planet Earth. Is there anything that's worth more than peace and love on the planet Earth? Whoa, come on and sing it with me. Sing? The words relate to the key. Key? If it's a pattern, if it's a pattern, then just repeat after me. Life and death and love and birth. Life and death and love and birth. Now you sing me, fa me, me, fa me, ti, la. And peace and war on the planet Earth. Yes, yes, that's it. That's so easy. Yeah, but that's what's fun about it. You should write something. You should write a song. About what? Whatever you're thinking. I guess we're already here. I guess we already know. We've all got something to fear. We've all got nowhere to go. I think you're all insane. But I guess I am too. Anybody would be if they were stuck on Earth with you. <laughs> yes! Life and death and love and birth and... Life and death and love and birth and... Life and death and love and birth and... So, so y'all, um, that was a song by uh, Steven Universe. If you ever watched that cartoon, first of all, I don't care how old you are, you still should be into cartoons because you can still learn and and getting back to our youth is very important to health. But that's a, a song from Steven Universe, a popular show on Cartoon Network. 
that is attacking a lot of differences in identities and um, bringing it, not attacking, but um, in that way, but um, shedding light to and bringing it up in love and bringing the into it in a loving way as well. When I, uh, quite frank, and I, I was playing the song the other day, and quite frank, heard it and really appreciated it. And I know quite frank liked it. <laughs> I know that other people would too, because my music choices can be very different. Um, but it made me think of the racial blinders in the world that we have today. Um, the t- song said, um, um, "It's peace and love on the planet Earth. Is there anything that's worth more than peace and love on the planet Earth?" And we're not we're not going to be able to get to that point until people when it when it comes to hate, right? Uh, especially in the form of um, racism and people still having their blinders on. A couple of weeks ago, quite Frank coined me as the white whisperer, whisperer, because I was trying to engage with this the individual who had blatantly called um, a friend of mine uh, the N word multiple times, um, from nigga to nigga to nigger. Um, all variations of it, the hard, e, the hard ER as well. Uh, and I attempted to have a conversation with this individual. I thought I got somewhere with him, and I think I did for a moment, but eventually it was lost the very next day when the person was upset that they were public shame and felt like they were jeopard, uh, justified in doing so because they were baited into using those terms. Um, and they didn't fully understand why it was an issue. At the end of the day, we have to operate in a way that we're completely uh, empathetic to our counterparts in every single way, and we're not going to be able to live in a um, uh, uh, where there's peace and love on the planet Earth, right? Um, there's going to be war and hatred there if we don't get to the point of love and if we don't get to the point of hearing, seeing, and feeling one another. That's very much so essential. So my mouth off office for the people that have those racial blinders that are claiming that they don't see, that are choosing not to see, that are choosing not to even try to see. You know, when we talk about listening, there's a deeper level of listening called active listening. Uh, people have to under people have to know how to hear people out and how to feel them and try to empathize with them and try their very best to understand it. And if you can't relate individually because you're not a black person because you don't fully understand you do know what you do understand what wrong feels like what injustice feels like we've all been treated badly at some point in our lives you can't have the racial blinders anymore you can't continue to uh, hit snooze on your alarm clock you have to wake up you have to and that is for white people the non-black folks other people of color and i want to challenge um and I'll challenge you all in a loving way for my black folks, myself included, quite frank included, to continue to challenge ourselves because black people were not born woke. We have to, uh, J. Cole talked about um, in his song um, that he wasn't fortunate enough to have a family member to teach him those things. And I echo that as well. These are not conversations that I engaged in with my, with my family, with my parents when I was younger. Um, so it takes work to educate, to understand. What I do know is that when I'm speaking my truth and when I'm telling you of an experience of mine that I'm an expert in because I can't be an ex- expert in all, you have to hear me. And sometimes you get to have an opinion on it. So if those blinders are on, you need to take them off and really try to hear. You have to, okay? You absolutely have to. Is there anything that's worth more than peace and love on the planet Earth? No. And the only way we get there is through love, through empathy, through respect, through care, Um that's how we that's how we reach the destination. So, mouth off, racial blinders, 
take a step back, do better. And for you all, when it comes to Smart Ass Podcast, thank y'all for listening today. Thank you for um, tuning in. Thank you for your time, your energy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. I don't want none of the hate. Please don't get that to us. Um, but continue to we'll tune get it in. Back. Because and continue to challenge yourself every day in a way to accept yourself and accept others um, as we live on this earth. Well, definitely. And Chris, you wrapped that up so beautifully, so beautifully. And that's facts. That's our facts, right? So that's that's our miles off for the day. So we want to thank y'all. We're going to end this podcast right here. Uh, we want to thank you for listening again. You were able to get this podcast. Not only live, but you can get it on your favorite streaming services that listen that where your podcasts are presented. So we have we will have this uh, podcast the next day, which will be Friday. It will be on your Apple podcast and also Spotify podcast. So you able to, to hear it then. And if you want to go listen to it tonight, you didn't, you heard some stuff. You came in late. You wasn't able to hear the whole the whole episode. I know you really want to hear it. You can also go to www.blogtalkradio slash smartasspodcast. That's smartass with two Z's. Uh, and be able to listen to it there as well right now after this show is done. Chris, you got, Caleb, do you got anything else you want to talk about or anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I'll just reiterate this blog talk, B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O.com backslash smart ass A-Z-Z podcast. So make sure you check it out if you can't wait till tomorrow. Share, tell your friends, come chat with us as our first episode. And we hope to continue to produce more and to get better every single time. Um, yeah, thanks for your time, y'all. Thanks for engaging with us. Um, yeah. We definitely want to see y'all um, maybe next week, depending. Um, we have some things going on. Some of us are going on vacation. Some, some people um, say, finally, out of quarantine. I got to escape New York City just for a minute. It's been, it's been isolated. So maybe potentially next week, and if not next week, week after. But um, stick with us, roll with us, connect with us. Um, um, stay with us. We will be. We will be here uh, normally on Thursdays at seven thirty, right? Yeah, Thursdays at seven thirty. You won't be disappointed. I assure you. I assure you. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. This has been the Smart Ass Podcast with your boy, Quite Frank and K Little. I think we gotta give him one more horn, K Little. Just one more horn. Bumper and play, play the crush on you as the outro, because I like that. I want to hear that. Let's go play it out. We, we'll see y'all next, hopefully next week or the week after next. All right? Peace. Hi, everyone. Be well, stay safe, be healthy.